Welcome back to the Soul Notification Podcast. I'm your host, Mary, here to help you awaken to your truth and advance on your spiritual journey. And today we are back. It's been a little bit of a minute. You know, I haven't been back since our last June forecast with Brian, but that's because Gemini season and June out of all the months have been the busiest for me, being my birthday, my sister's birthday, anniversaries, and just a lot of work and a lot of things have happened. And so I'm excited to actually go over that with you, Brian. But to talk about today's episode, we have our July forecast coming up. And so I've invited my intuitive guide and gifted, talented friend, Brian, on the podcast once more to tell us about his insights and what's to come, what's going on outside our planet, the stars, and what we should expect in terms of staying in alignment. Um, and so, Brian, please take it away. Oh, my God. Well, thank you for your lovely words, man. What you see in me is always literally reflected back to you. And I just want to say again to everyone listening, first of all, thank you for really choosing to, of course, not just listen to me, but, you know, really aligning yourself, being open to listening, being receptive to like Mary's energy, even you, Mary, like you're so compassionate in the way you talk. And I'm pretty sure that's your cancer rising because girl, let me tell you, I am so ready for you to be a mom. Like you would be such an amazing mother. Like, oh my God, I can just hear it. So to everyone out there listening, yes, of course me, I'm always grateful. But honestly, the fact that I can share this space with Mary is just the biggest blessing ever. So thank you all for being a part of this. Let us tap in, guys. This is a lot, okay? This is going to be a a very pivotal month. And so I'm going to tell you guys this, first of all, just energetically what I'm picking up on already. There's a lot of shifts going on, and you guys have all been feeling this, right? You guys have gone through some little purges in the past two to three weeks. There's been major changes. There's people that want to move. There's people that want to buy a new house. There's people that want to get married. There's people that are having kids. Like, there's a lot going on. We've been feeling a lot of shifts coming up. You feel something coming in, but yet at the same time, maybe in the past two, three weeks, you're like, oh, there's still some, there's something there that I need to move through. There's something just like that I need to overcome so I can just welcome in that new. I just know there's something there. I know it. I feel it. It's like a breath of fresh air. Okay. For one, I'm, I'll get into this later, but for one, the nodes are shifting and the nodes are essentially where our destiny is being called to learning in regards to those realms or those signs or those areas of life. So they are going to be shifting from Taurus and Scorpio to Aries and Libra. Okay. But again, that's just an emphasis, a little preview, but let's start from the beginning, right? So if you're listening to this right now, it is July 1st, but yesterday, June 30th was Neptune stationing retrograde okay so neptune what is neptune neptune is the planet that is uh, ruled by pisces so neptune is the planet of spirituality it's the planet of illusion confusion uh, unconditional love creativity and much more right so think piscean energy but when it goes retrograde there could be things that kind of get you confused as to where you're going to go okay so Neptune can cause that clouded like mind. It can cause brain fog. It could feel like you don't necessarily know what direction to go. It could also be that 
But remember, when a planet goes retrograde, it's trying to get you to learn and reflect based off when it was direct. Okay. So the fact that Neptune's going to go retrograde, it's going to bring a moment to instances of confusion, maybe questioning what kind of love you receive, what kind of unconditional love you're open to receiving or you want to provide for others. This could be your spiritual practices, how you connect with your spirituality. How is it that your spirituality provides for you, right? So with Neptune going retrograde, it will bring up those moments or those instances to tap into the energies that you've learned when that planet was direct, okay? So say, for example, uh, let's say, for example, you're like, oh my God, I really want to take action on this idea. Like, I really, really, really want to do this. But then Neptune goes retrograde and you're like, oh my God, but I don't know, like, should I? I don't even know if I can do that. Like, will people even actually do, like, listen to me? Look, that's Neptune talking. You've gone through this already before. Don't get into those, like, self-disillusionments. Don't create those illusions for yourself. Move past them. You tapped into your spirituality. You tapped into your spiritual practices, right? And if you're not someone who's very spiritual, which I would assume most of you are if you're drawn to this podcast, but if not, your sense of faith, right? Your sense of faith, who you have faith in, what you have faith in, if it's yourself, if it's a deity, if it's universe, God, source, whatever it is, How is it that your faith right now is going to help propel you towards what the lessons that Neptune retrograde is trying to bring up? So that way, when it goes direct, that's it. You're ready. You went through that that reflection period, and now you're able to move forth with a lot more integration. Okay? See, I lost my breath on that one. Jesus. Okay. So then we have the full moon in Capricorn on July 3rd. Ah! All right. What is Capricorn energy, y'all? Capricorn energy is all about determination, resiliency, authority figures, boss-like energy, your career, okay? So with this full moon in Capricorn, it's really aligning yourself with what is it you want to call in next in your career, okay? What is it also, this is ruled by the 10th house, which the 10th house is also your public image. So for me, what I'm being drawn to tell you guys is that this month, you have to be open to reflecting a lot, okay? Be open to reflections, be open to those moments of maybe isolation, maybe when you do need to isolate yourself at times. I A lot of people say like, oh my God, you know, don't be alone. You don't have to be alone on this one. Girl, I thrive off being alone sometimes, okay? Being around too many people sometimes, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I swear to God, if you tell me one more story about your life, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> so, I need that moment alone. So what do I do? I go out into nature, right? I spend those moments by myself and I ground myself and I reflect on my day, on my week, on my year, on my lessons, on my growth, whatever it is. So reflection is something that's coming up to be brought up for July as well. Okay. So back to the full moon in Capricorn. So what essentially is being brought up is what are you going to do in the realms of what your purpose is drawing you towards? The 10th house is also your destiny, your purpose in life, right? So what are you going to do that's going to draw you and propel you towards what your destiny is calling you towards, right? How are you going to work towards your goals, your ambitions? How is it that you're going to truly be committed to you? You're going to be truly committed to your craft. I'm seeing the eight of pentacles right now. So if you're working on a skill, if you're working to build up on something, how are you going to have that determination to go and act on that, right? So let me tell you, just because I'm an Aries rising, a lot of these energies play out very accurately for me, exactly in tune with what's going on. So for me, 
full moon in Capricorn. I just moved back to LA. And what's the thing that I have to do next? I have to get a job. But here's the thing. I don't want to get a day-to-day job again. I don't want to work for Starbucks. I don't want to work for hospitality anymore. I don't want to work in those realms anymore. So now I'm really being drawn to be committed to my work. What is it that I'm going to do that aligns me with my purpose, that aligns me with what I know I'm meant to do and co-create or bring into this world, right? So for me, I very much resonate with what the full moon in Capricorn is bringing. And so the full moon, again, stereotypically, it's all about releases, right? So what are you going to release that's no longer in alignment with you? You know, uh, Capricorn energy is very structured. It's very traditional. Have you been sticking to yourself through a traditional way? Do you do traditional things? Is it time to break out of that a little bit? You know, how do you always do your nine to five? Maybe you need to do a I don't know, an 11 to seven, maybe you don't need to do that anymore. So really learn to recalibrate around what is it that your career is pulling you towards next or your sense of purpose or how you can step up as an authority figure on your own. For others of you, I'm also feeling like there could be these situations where you're being drawn to really connect with a father figure. And if not a father figure, like some sort of masculine energy that's really kind of been a little tense, maybe that connection has been a little tense with that energy. So I feel like during the full moon in Capricorn, I'm being drawn to tell you guys that maybe work towards conversing with this authority figure or this father-like figure or masculine energy, because there's something there that I feel like would really benefit to be released. Okay. Now, July 10th, we have Mars entering Virgo. Oh my God. So Mars, the planet of energy, drive, sex, and ambition entering the very analytical, organized, structured health oriented Virgo. So how can this play out? Some of you guys are going to be feeling like I need to get on a routine. I need to start building a routine. I need to start building structure. I want to work out more. I feel like I have more energy to work out more now. Mars and Virgo. So Mars being the planet of sex and Virgo also being the sign that's very intricate and very detailed as well. This could also lead towards, for example, You guys, okay, so this is going to be very, very like, you know what? You guys already know how I am. But Mars being in Virgo, you guys could be feeling a little kinky. You guys are kind of like, you know what? I want to be, I want to try something new. Because the thing about Mars in Virgo is if you have this placement, you are usually these individuals, they have this drive to be kinky because look, what's Virgo, right? Virgo likes to be critical, likes to uh, do things perfectly, quote unquote, right? So when Mars, a planet of sex, is in Virgo, it wants to please in a way that's perfect for the partner or even for themselves, whichever one. So you could be getting a little kinky as well, wanting to try new things. Um, But I invite you guys, even if you guys feel like that doesn't even resonate with you, you're like, you know what? I haven't been getting nudges for that. I invite you to because that Mars and Virgo energy is very beneficial for you to get on a routine, to build some structure, to start working out, focus on your health, focus on how is it that you're supplementing your health? How is it that you're able to address maybe certain health concerns that you've been putting off to the side, being committed to your health? Okay. Then July 11th, the next day, let me tell you guys, we've been going through a lot of Leo energy. 
a lot of Leo energy, and I can definitely attest to this. We're not even in Leo season, and Mars and Venus and Lilith in Leo the past month, oof. We have Mercury entering Leo. Okay, so Mercury rules the mind, right? Leo is the energy that's ruled by the sun. Leo is expressive, creative, childlike, and rules by the heart, so romantic as well. So Mercury entering Leo. Some of you guys are going to start noticing that you're getting a lot more creative ideas come through a lot. Maybe you're noticing that you want to be more expressive with what's coming through in your mindset. Maybe the way you communicate is also more childlike, more fun-like. Maybe you're making more jokes. You're noticing that you're really like meshing well with people around you because you're able to just have that like light banter or light conversation. Mercury entering Leo. I also feel like some of you guys could be feeling, I keep hearing nostalgic. So some of you guys are, and I know that's completely off because that's fourth house energy, but because Mercury rules the mind, Leo is ruled by um, the sun. It also rules romance. I feel like you guys are either going to want to be a little bit more romantic. You're probably like seeing more romantic movies. You're noticing that you want to watch The Notebook or you're noticing that you want to watch like those really cute films where, oh, like Crazy Stupid Love. Love that film. So feeling very romantic. Maybe you're like uh, diving into the realms of like, oh, you know what? I would love someone to like romance me up. Maybe you're thinking you want to go on a picnic date. If not, remember, I did hear nostalgia. So some of you guys are thinking back to a romantic a romantic partner that you used to have. If not, you're thinking of like romantic dates that you used to go on and you're like, you know what? Why don't we do that romantic date again? Or why don't I love myself this way, the way I used to love that person? Or the way I love this person, why don't I love myself that way now as well? Okay? So, Lord Jesus, we're halfway there, guys. July 17th is the new moon in Cancer. And then three days after that is my birthday. Ah, okay. July 20th, by the way. So if you want to shoot a DM my way, girl, you already know I'd be open in the DMs for a happy birthday. Ah, okay. Anyways, July 17th, new moon in cancer. New moon in cancer. This is about allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel. Cancer is ruled by the moon. What is the moon? The moon rules the ocean. Literally. Literally the moon controls the waves, the tides, and everything pertaining to the ocean, okay? So same thing as we are beings that are, I believe, 90% water, the moon really, really determines how we feel, how we go about navigating our emotions. So new moon in Cancer, how are you going to start addressing your internal emotions when they come up? Are you going to put them off to the side like you always do, or are you going to actually address them? Or if you're someone who feels them a lot, how are you going to not allow yourself to really dive into your emotions and overthink them and continue replaying those emotions every single freaking day, okay? The thing about Cancerian energy in here, I'm not offending anyone who has cancer placements because let me tell you, I'm a cancer stellium. I have a Venus, Mercury, and Sun in cancer. So I am being completely honest that cancer energy if not evolved, if not worked through consciously, it can get very in the emotions a lot to the point where it starts becoming victim mentality. Okay. And like I said, I can very much attest to this for myself. Doesn't have to be every cancer placement. That's what I'm saying. But in the past, I used to be like, oh my God, like, why does this always happen to me? The next day I would wake up. I'm like, oh my God, you see what I mean? It happened again. And I'm like, Girl, and here's the thing, right? When studying, so I've been studying a lot about like the quantum 
the quantum realm, quantum physics and everything. And a lot, a lot of what you create in your reality, literally the power of manifestation is based off your heart center. It's based off how you feel. Okay. That's why I truly feel like those who have prominent cancer placements, either in the top three or like Jupiter in cancer, anything of the sort, the power to manifest is so potent based off how you feel. So if you feel sad, I'm so sorry. If you continue to feel sad every single day, you're going to draw in more moments that make you feel that way. Okay. You're going to bring in more experiences that make you and accelerate that, that, that emotion of sadness. But if you are able to, again, feel sad again, as I always tell you guys, I'm not saying blank out your emotions. I'm not saying don't be sad, cry, grieve, do what you got to do. But day by day, consciously redirect your subconscious and conscious mind towards things that can help you elevate your sense of internal ways, internal being or internal navigation. Okay. Learning to navigate those emotions when they come up. Another thing is if there's been stuff coming up with family, if you need to maybe connect more with family, maybe because we have, you know, 4th of July coming up and yeah, not going to lie, guys. I don't celebrate 4th of July for the heck of independence. I don't celebrate for that. I just celebrate 4th of July because we have carne asadas, we have barbecues, and I'm in it for the food and the days off. Maybe you need to spend more time with family. Maybe if you're someone that likes to go out and party often, maybe this time spend that time with family and go to that barbecue. Maybe you don't like going out with family or going out and being, and again, family doesn't have to be just blood related. It could also be friends that you consider family. So being around that family-like environment that helps really nourish and nurture those internal, that internal state as well. And here's the thing, new moon and cancer, this is also nostalgic energy again. And that's why I heard it earlier. So a lot of you guys are going to be thinking a lot about the past. Okay. You guys could be thinking a lot about the past. You could be seeing a lot of your pictures come up from the past. You're noticing that like you're going through your camera roll often, or you look up and you open up your Snapchat and it says memories and you're over here going through a lot of it. And you're just remembering a lot of the emotions that you felt in those specific memories from the past. And here's the thing. When the past comes up, learn to nourish it, learn to acknowledge it and learn to cherish it. But don't dwell in it to the point where you know, you want it to, you want that to be in your present. And here's the thing. The present is the moment where you can truly create whatever you want at any point at any given time. And I can speak to that only in this instance, because I mean, in many instances, but just because this is the recent experience, I just moved out here, right? I just moved, sorry, I just moved back out here to LA and the reason for that being is because I was like, dude, you know, I like spent so much money in the past. I got into so much debt. I'm an idiot. I got into those self-deprecative thoughts, right? But then again, this is what I mean about self-growth and self-awareness. I felt what I had to feel. I had those thoughts come up. Hell yeah, I did. You know, I'm, I'm only human. I'm not going to be all, I, literally, if I hear love and light ever in my life on a TikTok, I'm like, block. No, I'm not block. I just don't even listen to them. But I'm not all like, oh my God, love and this. And like, no, dude, sometimes I get those dark thoughts and they come up, right? It's those nostalgic moments that come up and they try to get me. But instead I'm like, you know what? Heck to the hell no. You know, I love myself enough. I love my heart enough. I love my emotions enough. I love who I am, how I nurture, how I give to the point where I need to start acknowledging that that is no longer the story in the present moment at all. 
I can change it literally in this very second and shift that timeline instantly. And that's what I'm doing. The moment I landed, I said, it's time to get to work. Because hell no, I'm not living that nine to five. I don't want to live in this same spot for 20, 30 years. Hell no. So what is it that's motivating me to surpass those, you know, those thoughts or that those negative nostalgic moments and truly use the present moment and those emotions to amplify my future? You know, we're literally at the very pivotal energy that is about to happen in July. This is the nodes entering Aries and Libra. All right. So in the past year and a half, a lot of what's been going on has been in the Taurus and Scorpio axis. Okay. So what is Taurus and Scorpio? Taurus is all about money, finances, finding your value. So a lot of the things that came up were maybe in the past year and a half were all about how you want to create new money how to welcome in new money, what your relationship to money, your relationship to material possessions. Maybe this is also building on your self-value and your self-worth, knowing your value and your worth and how you can amplify that to a specific people, a specific uh, dynamic, your family, your friends, a community. And then it was the South Node in Scorpio. What's Scorpio? Scorpio is your psyche. It's your the endings, the beginnings, the transformations. It is alchemy. It is obsession, it is debts, right? So we just moved through that energy in the past year and a half. And now we're about to shift into Aries and Libra. So the North Node is going to be in Aries collectively. That is drawing us to really find our power, find our sense of leadership, find our sense of independence, step up for yourself, step up for your goals, step up to what you want to do for yourself. Okay, do it. Now for the next year and a half, that North Node in Aries, and depending on, again, it's going to be different for everyone. If it's hitting your fourth house, how are you going to be assertive and create your own sense of independence within your own family dynamic, right? If it's hitting your 10th house of career, how are you going to step up and truly build on your own career? How are you going to maybe level yourself up and be an authority figure in your career field, right? So it plays different for everyone, but regardless, it is finding that sense of independence. Aries energy is all about having courage, having the bravery to go for what you want because they know that without risk, there will never be any sort of gratification. That's Aries energy. It can get, that's why it gets frustrated because if there is no risk put in, then that's when the frustration of Aries can come in because they're like, dude, I knew that I, that's the thing. Aries energy is like, I know that I can do it. But then I get frustrated because I don't act on the fact that I know that I have that sense of worth within me. I know that I have that leader-like quality, but then I get frustrated if I don't actually amplify that quality within me. Assert that energy outwards. Be able to take action for yourself. This is all fire energy, okay? A lot of us are going to start noticing how to find our voice, how to find ourselves in whatever realms that is, whether that is Again, in that sense of community, in that sense of your career, maybe in your family, whatever it is, you are stepping up to the plate, okay? You are stepping up to the plate, your own plate. But then the South Node is going to be in Libra, okay? South Node. What is the South Node? The South Node is your past, your past habits, what you came into this life ingrained with. It is your past lives. A lot of people like to also call it like the karmic node, okay? Here's the thing. Libra. What's Libra? Libra is 
like legal agreements. It is contracts. It is anything that relates to relationships and business partnerships. So both in combination with each other, we all need to be aware that the relationships and the connections and the business partnerships that we make over the next year and a half are here to show us something about ourselves. Okay. They are reflecting something to us that we need to acknowledge. And I'm not saying that every person coming into your life in the next year and a half is going to show you something negative about yourself or is going to show you something negative about who they are. No, every person that comes in regardless is going to show you how to grow in X, Y, Z form. Okay. So, and even regardless, if the South node wasn't in Libra, regardless of whoever you meet in your life, they always energetically came into your life to show you and teach you something. It's either to show you, teach you, or amplify something within you. Okay. So now with the South Node in Libra, there could be people from a past life that you start meeting again. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing, right? It doesn't just have to be romantic because I know most of you are like, oh my God, I'm going to meet, I'm going to go on dates and I'm going to meet these romantic partners. No, it doesn't just have to be that. It could be that. But it could also be that you start meeting friends that you're like, oh my God, I feel like we shared a past life together. We're like brothers or we're like sisters or you're like my mom or whatever. You know, you start noticing those connections come up in the next year and a half. And those don't have to be connections that necessarily have to end. Maybe you can amplify them in this lifetime, okay? So be open and receptive to the next year and a half because it is going to be very, very pivotal. Very, very pivotal for that as well. We have so many changes that are happening this year. This year is a very, very spiritual year. This uh, this is going to go into numerology now. This is the year of a universal year seven. So this is the year of reflections. This is a year of introspection. This is the year of tapping into your spirituality a lot more, growing on your spirituality and having faith in yourself and having faith in the world that everything is going to direct you towards the next chapter in your life. Almost there, guys. All right, July 22nd. We have Venus going retrograde in Leo. Venus is going to go retrograde in Leo, right? So any Leo placements here, listen up, all right? Any Libra placements as well, listen up, okay? So Venus has been in Leo. Venus is the planet of beauty, love, affection, partnerships, and finances. In the very creative, outgoing, casually dating, loving Leo, right? So now it's going to go retrograde. You need to make sure that if you are going to be dating, there could be people literally potentially from your past. A lot of people say Mercury retrograde, right? Here's the thing. Mercury retrograde could be anyone from your past. It doesn't just have to be an ex. And Mercury is communication. So usually that's just people texting you or messaging you coming back from the past or just having a simple conversation. Okay. Now, when Venus goes retrograde, that is literally that concept, that concept of that connection trying to come back again, trying to come back and be like, hey, so I just wanted to say sorry, I wanted to apologize, or this and this and that, da 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 whatever. Okay. That's literally the physical manifestation of someone trying to come back into your life again. Okay. So just be weary. Be open. I'm not saying avoid the X. Do what you got to do. I'm not here to tell you, do this, do that. No, no, no. I'm not your mom. I'm not your dad. Do what you got to do. If you feel like this person has changed or this person has worked on themselves and you know that they have self-awareness over anything, you know what? Trust yourself, right? A lot of astrologers like to say, 
don't go back to these people. I'm a person who's like, you know what? Listen to your free will, right? If you feel like it could work out, try it out. And if it doesn't, there you go. Another lesson you had to learn. And that's okay because life is all about lessons, right? So be open to that as well. Now, Venus going retrograde in Leo, this is also telling me something that we mentioned in astrology is you need to make sure that this is actually something that I have noticed. When Venus goes retrograde, Leo is very risky. Venus is beauty. And when it's retrograde, we sometimes want to take risks on our physical looks. So maybe we want to get a new haircut. We want to dye our hair. We want to get Botox. We want to get all these cosmetic procedures or things that help amplify our appearance in whatever way. Here's the thing. When it's retrograde, you're going to be like, oh, this is nice. But once it goes direct, you're going to be like, fuck, what the fuck did I freaking do, dude? I don't like the way my hair looks. Oh my God. Why did I add that Botox there? Oh my God. Jesus, I look like this. I look like that. So just awareness, right? Awareness. If you want to do changes, go for it. My personal opinion is just do minor changes. Don't do big things. I know it's hot girl summer, but yeah, I mean, unless you're open to like when Venus goes direct, which is making sure that we are acknowledging that if we made a decision, it's okay to be present with it. And then July 22nd, we have Leo season. Ah, y'all, Leo season. All right, let's talk about Leo season real quick. Leo season is literally what we've kind of been getting a taste of with Venus and Mars being in Leo in the past month. But Leo season, go out, have a little fun, let loose, go out and meet new people. If, you, if you're someone who's not in a relationship start dating, go out and put yourself out there. Why you keep putting yourself in a cocoon all the time? Why you keep moping over the freaking exes? Why you keep thinking, oh my God, they were my twin flame. They were my soulmate. Get over it. All right. Go out and date. Jesus Christ. Like the amount of times that I have friends that are like, oh my God, it's just that this and this and that. I'm like, okay, well, are they there with you in the present? No. So go out and do something about it. Remember how I said, you can change your reality at any point. If you keep focusing on the X, especially with all this cancer energy as well, then you will remain there. So work towards getting yourself out of that limbo. Go out and date. Go out and have some fun. Jesus Christ. On top of that, Leo season. This is all about your creative expression. Okay, so maybe go out and take that dance class. Go do that ecstatic dance. Go do that pottery. Go do a, I don't know if I said cooking class. Anything that you can think of that really helps really amplify your creativity, go for it. Go for it. This is the time, okay? But be wary of gambling. I don't want y'all gambling during Leo season. I know it's summer, but don't be going to Vegas and trying to gamble freaking $1,000. Don't, uh-uh-uh. don't be doing that during Leo season, Mm-mm-mm. especially with Venus being retrograde. Don't be out here going to Vegas and trying to gamble so much money thinking you're going to get so much because Venus retrograde in Leo and in Leo season, I'm sorry, but mm-mm-mm. Just if you want to go gamble, do what you got to do, but don't be doing too much, all right? Then we have July 28th, Mercury going into Virgo. So this is the last one. All right, Mercury going into Virgo. We already spoke on what Mercury is. We already spoke on what Virgo is. So Mercury is actually the planet that rules Virgo, okay? So Mercury is pretty much at peace and at bay with Virgo. So here's the thing. When Mercury enters Virgo, what are some things that could play out, right? You could be wanting to like be like, I, I keep seeing a lot of you being want, like being open to like cleaning. Like you guys are like wanting to clean your house a lot more, wanting to like redecorate your home a little bit more. Maybe you're like, oh my God, like 
I, I just, I can't deal with this anymore. I need to move things around or I need to clean or I need to deep clean, whatever of that sort. Uh, one thing that I'm being drawn to say though is Virgo is very perfectionistic. Mercury is the mind. So I don't want you guys to get into perfect perfectionistic tendencies where you're like, oh my God, it didn't come out the way I wanted to. Mm-mm-mm. Don't let that Virgo energy get to you. You did what you could. The rest, let it be. All right. Let it be. Don't add to it. It's all right. Get over it. All right. Jesus Christ. And look, here's the thing. I just want you guys to know that I come from a place of love. So if you feel like I'm offending you, please don't. I'm just telling you the way I would want someone to tell me. Someone that I know cares about me so much that they would tell it straight up to my face the way I want them to. I don't want to go up to someone and I tell them, what do you think? And they're like, oh my God, you know what? It's okay. No, I feel like you're so right. I swear to God. No. No, you're totally right. Yeah, no. No, tell me straight up. Like, I love my friends that are like, dude, you fucked up. And you need to fucking acknowledge that you did that shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what? You're right. Tell it to me straight. Don't just tell me what I want to hear. And that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you to get it together, but from a place of love. (laughs) Oh, my God. The fact that Mars and Mercury will be in Virgo. You guys are very much, I'm seeing lots of planners. I'm seeing some of you guys get a whiteboard. Some of you guys getting a calendar. Some of you guys getting like an app that keeps you organized or you're wanting to build structure during this. Mercury entering Virgo. I see you guys actually planning something. Some of you guys wanting to plan for a trip and you guys are like planning literally very specifically or intricately how you want your trip to look like as well. (sighs) Wow, that was, that's a that's a big month, ain't it? That is a big month. So now, very quickly, we are at the ends of the forecast for July, but I did want to bring this up. So starting July, which I'm thinking I should be July 2nd or July 3rd, I'm still debating on dates, I am going to start hosting Taroscopes. So what is Taroscopes? It's essentially me going briefly, briefly over what's happening in the skies, but for each specific sign, sun, moon, and rising. And on top of that, pulling cards for each specific sign as to what each specific sign could be moving through for the month. And so I will be putting that up as an offering in the next day. That way you guys are aware. And then if you want to join, you can be there live and ask questions live. It it will be held over Zoom. If not, you can catch the replay and you can just hear your sun, moon, and rising both what's happening astrologically and at the same time, what the tarot has to say for each sun, moon, and rising. Okay. So that will be, yeah, that will be up soon in the next day. But on that note, thank you all. This is going to be a beautiful July. Go out, have some fun, enjoy it and feel your feels y'all. I love it. Oh my God. What a mouthful. I'm so excited uh, for what's to come. And Brian, I just want to say thank you like always. And I encourage everybody to please follow Brian and follow his lives because he brings so much value and intuitive guidance on there that has helped me, my husband, and a lot of my friends personally, as they've discussed with me of how authentic he shows up and how relatable he is and just how truthful and and blunt, like he was talking about, he expresses himself and really pushes you in a loving way. It's like a lovingly bitch slap is what he gives you. And it's, it's the best. It's what I want. And I'm sure what everybody needs and craves for in their community circle, because sometimes that's exactly what we need. And we don't need 
someone to sugarcoat things or beat around the bush to make us feel better about ourselves because sometimes we just need that tough love. And so highly encourage you guys to follow Brian. It's been such an admiration to watch him grow in his life in Australia and transitioning back home. But also it really inspires me to keep going, keep working hard, but also trusting and having that blind faith in the universe that everything is going to keep working out for you. And so if you need more people like that, I suggest that you invite Brian in your circle because I know that you will not regret it. And he's pretty much my ride or die in terms of like readings and his intuitive guidance. It's always been so freaking accurate for me and I just can't go anywhere else. Brian is it. You know, when you find a good hairdresser, you just like can't go anywhere else. It's exactly how I feel about Brian. And so I'm sure once you get to know him more, which I'm sure you started to get to do in the past six, seven months of having him on my podcast, it's just like one of those bonds that you you don't want to break because you bring so much value and your presence just is so inspiring. And I just love you so much. So Thank you, Brian. And I hope you receive all the blessings that is upcoming for you this month and Leo season as well. And especially for your birthday coming up as well. So be sure to wish him a happy birthday when that day comes. 